Another Three Amigos Lost Damas podcast with Damien Sheenan, Declan McCormick, and Eileen Ring. Two lads, one lady. This is the Other Three Amigos podcast, Lost Damas. Yes, 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 the rumours are true. We are back. It's the first Last Amos of the Year, your unofficial Cork City FC women's podcast. On this week's pod, we look at the ins and outs, who to boo and who to chair. Upcoming fixtures, how the squad is looking. Damien goes all, wow. Is Mary Robinson the greatest woman ever? Not according to two old ladies that Decky met. A Shell's preview and a little bit more. Welcome along to Last Amos. You... Shutting. We are back. The other three amigos. Last Damas podcast, episode one of the season three. Um, in total, it's episode one hundred and twelve of all the other three amigos podcast. We're back, guys. It's a new season for the Cork City FC women. This is your dedicated, unofficial, totally unofficial Cork City FC women's podcast. Hello, hello to you. She's back, everybody. It's Eileen Ring. Hi, lads. How are you? Great, hey, hey. Oh, so much better the lips in your face now. So I was just thinking you know, the exact same thing. Do you know, I, uh, I missed your face actually. I know, I missed yours as well terribly in your dulcet tones. Ah, ah, bless. Declan McCormick, hello to you. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? I'm grand. Should we just record the men's pod? So I'm still, I'm still the same. I'm still the same. Okay, um, so this year we don't have any sponsorship of the women's players. We've, um, we, we haven't sponsored anyone. Uh, may, that may change, I'm not too sure. But I know the club are calling out, looking for sponsors for all the players uh, at the moment. I think there's a lot of sponsorship available for the women's players. So um, we just don't have the money, basically. Um, Declan has spent it all. Got expensive in the off-season. <sighs> Mrs. Claus, fetish. <laughs> Cost us a fortune. Um, again, um, we are on Patreon, though, and a big thank you to all our Patreon supporters. We'll give you a big shout out next week, and we'll do something special for you. Do something special. Um, and again, um, if you can give us a little retweet, uh, this one is all about Cork City Women's FC. It's a brand new season. that idea didn't you an awful lot when I like turning it on the men's pod for the last few weeks it brought me great joy yeah but, but Wayne was like just cut that shit I could sense his disdain over the truth <laughs> we have a bit of an issue actually Eileen because we were going to do an opening day 1k and it turns out it's the same day as the men's match in Sligo it's the 11th of March so it's a Saturday so we uh, we were going to have to pull that and change it to a different day so we're, what we must do as a trio a trio a trio is decide which match and try and work out something that rhymes. Now, we will still encourage people to head to that Sligo match, but it is a bit of a balls. Kind of the same day as the men's Sligo because there is a big away crowd heading to the Sligo game that day. Yeah, look, it's just unfortunate that the games, that there's a bit of a clash in days and that's this is one of those things. And if you're driving for a big attendance, you are going to be relying on that kind of core support of Cork City supporters who, and as you said, I think it's their three busloads at least going to Sligo. So... And yeah, that obviously least. will hit it. Um, but I, look, I, I would still expect a very big crowd um, for um, that Galway home game. And I, I'd expect to see, we'd see it in the men's league at the moment. The crowds are gone through the roof. I, I would hope the women's can fo- follow suit as well. And it was a good start with the President's Cup last weekend. It was a great crowd in Athlone. So. Was, uh, so tell me the little thing that you heard someone say about the Athlone match, about the amount of people at that game. 
there was more people at the women's game, the President's Cup final, than there has been at a men's game in Athlone in 10 years, is what the commentator said. And obviously they're Athlone commentators, so... <laughs> Very so there's well 1,432 people at that game, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't think there's been a, a, that crowd at an Athlone game since the time they played Juventus. I was kind of, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking last 10 years, are you being kind here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, this last time is a bit, it's a, it's a bit of a smaller pod um, because we, it's obviously the first game and we cover kind of all the, the off the field news in the men's pod and we, we, we kind of keep it uh, this. So what we have is we've got the ins and outs um, of um, of the team transfers this year. Um, outs. So Becky Casson has headed off, flitted off to France. Yes, and then we've got, got a bit of a Judas in Orla DC, really, um, heading to Wexford, <laughs> heading to Wexford Jutes. Uh, are we right there? She could have stayed here, but she decided, oh, I'm going to head to Wexford Jutes. So. No one wants to come in on that? No, I will. I was just letting Decky talk. I have no problem talking on about it. I don't know. I know Decky's so going to I'm probably give out. I, I would think Orla would have had opportunities here, but look, obviously she was told she was going to have opportunities at Wexford as well. Um, I'm not sure where she's in college or is she in college or school? I'm not 100% sure. But look, there's obviously money on the table in Wexford as well. And it's going to be really, really hard for Cork City to compete when it comes to attracting players and keeping players at the moment because there's money elsewhere. That's the reality. Are we allowed there's- to boo her when she comes? Uh, you love booing players. I'm I probably do not, love, I'm not, I do I'm love not going to boo her. But look, club, yeah, I do. You go mad. I won't. But can I? Can I boo her? <laughs> Why are you asking? You'll get probably be kicked out again. But you're trying. Let again. us know how you get on. <laughs> Declan, will you, will you, will you I, join in booing her? No, I don't believe in booing players, Damien. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Ah, her. stop! No. So you didn't boo you. So you didn't boo Liam Carney when he played he threw a pig's head at him. Do you know what I mean? I threw I threw fake should, twenty pound notes at him. That's what I did. But I bet uh, you booed him. Did you boo Ali Cahill? Yeah, you know, like I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like maybe I'm older now. I'm more. Maybe I'm older. I'm more mature now. You know, I don't go around booing seventeen-year-old girls because they joined <laughs> another club. You know, is she only seventeen? Is she? Yeah, I think she's seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's young. Yeah. I better take out the Judas thing, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and one big loss to the team, I suppose, is Natalie O'Brien. And Eileen, you, you probably know Natalie more than anyone. Um, what has she meant to the club the last couple of years? And she obviously has uh, has decided not to uh, stick with the club this year. Yeah, I think Natalie's a huge loss, I think, on and off the pitch. And I suppose the tributes from her teammates um, on social media over the last few days it's probably emphasised that um, like she's over 200 appearances for the club I think 11 years something like that she's come through some really really bad times in the Women's National League with, with this Cork side and to that cup final obviously probably being her highlight and for me Natalie was player of the game that, that game I know Claire got it Claire Shine but Natalie really was the outstanding player on the pitch she was brilliant that day and like she, she's the consummate professional in her attitude to the game and in her training and her own condition and stuff like that. She's a fitness fanatic and she works incredibly, incredibly hard. And maybe what people don't realise about Natalie is she's she's deaf, so there's obviously an issue with communication, and that's a big question, a big testament to her to play at such a high level, um, and also to her teammates because 
the likes of like Kira McNamara has played with Natalie for years. Danielle now has played Mac. with her for years. Mac DB, DB. Has played with her for years. And before them, uh, Maggie Duncliffe and Angie Carey. And the communication there is always spot on from them. And they always find something that works and management always finds something to work. That doesn't work without Natalie being on the ball with it all. And um, as I said, I, like I, I couldn't speak any higher of her. Look, I, I'd consider Natalie a friend because I, I've played against her. I've coached her. Um, and I think she's a really, really big loss to Cork City and I wish her best with whatever comes forward. And I think she's a futsal World Cup coming up with the Irish deaf team. They That's in, I think they're going to Brazil maybe during the summer. So nice. um, I think maybe she give that her focus. And I'll repeat here what I said to her myself the other day. She'd look lovely in yellow and blue if she wanted to come play in the Cork League this year. Ah, look at you trying to pick people up for the hall, is it? Let's just just to re- refresh people's memories on where Eileen's, uh, where her loyalties lie. Okay, so number one is Shelburne. Okay, so that's number one for Eileen. Then after Shelburne is Douglas Hall. Then after that is Arsenal. And then just below that is Cork City FC Women's. I'm right there, aren't I? Oh yeah, you're dead right, yeah. Me, <laughs> massive Shells fan. So just in case you don't know where Eileen's loyalties lie, um, just let you. Look, that was love. They were Can I just words. say, Damien, I, I do believe yes. Shamrock Rovers have given her a couple of quid this year and she has um, shifted her allegiance from oh. Shelburne to Shamrock <laughs> Rovers. So. <laughs> um, they, they were lovely words. And look, I suppose as... Um, as a supporter of, of the club and maybe, you know, has kind of kept an eye on the women's game, not, not as much as, you know, I, I probably should have over the last, maybe from 20, 2016, 2017, uh, obviously I did sponsor, um, I was involved in, in Cork City, uh, women's sponsoring them through Body Chef, uh, etc. But uh, yeah, I mean, Natalie's always been kind of a professional, you'd see around the club and, you know, always one of the first ones to players to head on social media and thank sponsors, etc. Yeah, um, we do wish her all the best. Of course, if she heads to Treaty, we're not going to wish her the best of luck, are we, Eileen? Are we, uh, no, but I'm confident no, enough no. we won't see that. Oh, you, you are confident we won't see that? Yeah, it could come back and bite me on the ass like many a thing has before, but sure, look, I'm mm. confident we won't. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, best of luck to Natalie O'Brien and a uh, great servant, servant to the club and of course one of the 2017 FAI Cup winners. Uh, so... Goodbye, goodbye to you, Natalie. Um, I, I should have had something. I should have had something like a, you know, an old goodbye, my friend, or something like that. I suppose she's not dying right like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, what about this? What about this one? <laughs> goodbye, Natalie. It's been a pleasure to have you at the club. And we wish you all the best in your future endeavours, unless you join f***ing Treaty United. From everyone here at the Other Three Amigos podcast, Last Damas, Au revoir. Anyway. Um, okay. Inns. We've got a few inns, don't we? We've got a few inns. Um, Faye Ahern, Eileen. Who is she? Um, Faye Ahern has signed from the local league. She pl- plays a passage. I'd say played all her underage football with them and has played senior with them for the last few years. A very good Gaelic footballer as well. And I would think that's maybe what took her away from from maybe playing at this level previous um, I think she has represented Cork at minor level and possibly at senior level as well. So she's a really good addition. She's been probably, look, she has been Passage's best player um, for, for the last couple of years and she should be a big loss to them. But for me, it's I, I always think there's talent in the local league to come in and we saw it in the league. I think Piedmont are after bringing in somebody from the Dublin league and Shelburne had a lot of success bringing Gemma Quinn in last year. So look, there are players there and if you give them a gamble and and 
see how they get on, you know, and I said she has all the attributes to be a very, very good player at this level. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's a really good addition. Um, I think we've, we've made a couple of good additions, to be fair. Declan, have you done your research yes. on Erica Manfrey? So, a forward, am I right? Forward, um, wide, wide player. She's Danny wide, you wouldn't catch her, her like, you, you, you wouldn't catch her with something like, you know, she's wide out. Or is she just like a wide player? You're trying Careful to set me up no. here now for the white joke, aren't you? I'm not. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. Careful, though. Uh, so, Careful. Wide, wide forward, wide, wide attacking player. Yeah. Um, Danny Coachster in the States knows all about her. Um, reckons he can get the best out of her hair. Somebody told me that they reckon she could get 15 goals this season. If she does get a return like that, then it's going to be a big a big boost to the city side, you know? So if people are right about her having the ability to get 15 goals this season, then we're going to see a, a very, very good player. Uh, and I'm going to say it because someone has to say it. What an amazing name for Cork City FC women's Manfrey. You know, I love it. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <sighs> yes, I am a big child. That's all. Um, okay. We know a fair bit about the next two. So um, uh, Eileen, Jesse Mendez and Alex Mendez, they signed from Treaty. Uh, tell us more about our two signings sisters. Yeah, look, they're two Cork girls. They've played for Cork City underage, um, come through Wilton originally. Um, Jessie captain Treaty last year, and I think Alex played senior, which was her first level, her first season at senior. And they're two very, very good footballers. And Jessie's now really experienced at this level after getting a, few, a couple of seasons at, at Treaty. And obviously, Alex played a huge amount um, for Treaty as well last season. So, look, they both come in with a bit of experience under their belt. Um, they made a move, which was the right move for them at the time, going to Treaty. And Sure, isn't that a great thing for Cork City if players can go in, develop and come back once they have? And with that experience under their belt, that's brilliant. And look, for me, it's always important to see Cork people in a Cork City side because they know what the club means and, and they know what results mean to the people of Cork and to City fans. And, and I think the two girls, more than anyone, will know that, you know, and two really good additions. And I, I think their additions, maybe we spoke about last season, th mm -hmm. that it potentially could happen. So, um, yeah, I think they're both going to play a huge part this season. I spoke to someone and I think Jessie kind of came in maybe probably a little bit better thought of Alex just for the simple fact that she's a bit more experienced. But I think Alex, after really, really surprising a couple of people in pre-season. Pre can I just say, she surprised me, right? She's Do you remember that little, brilliant. Remember that match we had, Stone Ring Mahan? Little, yeah. And I decided I'd pop and goal. Yeah. Firstly, right, and I suppose the chauvinistic pig in me um, realised how quick that ball was being passed around. You know, and I got a bit, I got a massive shock actually. Like, and look, and I, I hold my hands up, like, you know, I didn't expect, um, I didn't expect the passing to be so far. I, I don't know, look, this is maybe this is just me being an absolute prick. Um, I don't know, I didn't quite no, you were so assured of yourself. It was, and I was like, this is the he's got against such a land here once this kicks off. And it was a joy no, to watch Damien, honestly. No, dude, but you know what? There's something out, um, and I, I, I'd like. I never really, I suppose, look, you know, the highest I ever played was AUL 3B, um, which was, you know, this is like, whatever, 20 odd years ago. And like, I must say, like, the, the, how, the, this, how fast that ball has been whipped around the pitch and passed and, and movement and stuff like that off the, off the ball. It was, it was actually impossible for me to keep up with the game. Like, it was, it was way too fast um, for me. No, I did make a few saves. 
you know, made a couple of cracking saves. But uh, what happened was I, I said, I think it was, a, it was a DB possibly, I said to her, don't be afraid to pass the ball back to me. I'm here as well. I'm, you know, I'm behind you. I'm in goal. Do not be afraid to pass it back to me. So she put her trust in me and she passed the ball back to me. And by the time I got to pass it, <laughs> there, was still, like, there was players all over the place. So I just like quickly just kicked it and I went straight to, um, I, I can't remember who, who it was, but I mean, they just rifled the ball past me. I, can I just say it like that? You know, if there are if there are guys out there and you're thinking, oh, you know, so, 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 genuinely, you know, it's it's the, the women's game is far better than you think it is. Uh, and I would urge you to give, you know, if you haven't gone to a Cork City women's game yet, go do it because you would be very surprised at, at it. And if that training session is open, I would, you know, I think it was down in Ringmahan. It's on AstroTurf, so it's, it's, it is much quicker. But the, the, how do I, to, I, don't, I don't know. I just, this is why I never made it as a professional footballer, right? So. The only reason. It's unbelievable. It's so fast. It's the only reason, yeah. yeah but you couldn't get from three yeah, AUL three B to professional football is, you know, that's the reason, yeah. Yeah, we just like to pop too much. That was wrong, you know. Um <laughs> I won't even tell you. But uh, the AUL three B stories in the nineties are epic. Um, um oh god. But I'm um, sorry uh, to take you off your 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 speaking there, Eileen. But um I just want to I just want to do I just wanted to say that. That it's amazing, you know how fast uh, you know, and I, I, and again, I don't want to come across as a kind of oh, it's a fellow there. No, no, no. It's it's more. It's the game is far, you know, better than you 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 might think it is if you haven't seen him play. Is it, am I doing a good thing here? Am I saying is this a nice thing to say? Yeah, like you're saying, you've been quite ignorant for the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. But I listen. I've gone to see the. No, you are that. like. I, look, but you're actually, being on. You're being honest. But you know which what is it is important. actually being in in the game. Like yeah. In I was playing a goal, and I'm trying to watch the ball, and as it is fizzing around the place fast, like and I'm going, Jesus Christ! Like this is this is a quick game of football. Um, it's just nothing I'm, I've ever played in before. I suppose you know what I mean. I remember Damien. That was just a, pr- a, a get together during pre or during the off season where they're. If you can turn up, you can turn up. If you can't, nobody's holding it against you. We'll just go down for an hour and kick a bit of ball around. Yeah. Imagine what it was like in pre-season. Imagine what it's going to be like in, in come the season. Like, you think that was fast? Will allow me to I'd take imagine. part in a proper... Oh, I think they should. <laughs> Let me take part in a proper um, session. <laughs> no, it, you know, it's... It, yeah, it was... Uh, I've just never seen... I've never been part of a game. And I suppose, look, you know... Not been ever playing higher than you know the three B. You wouldn't see anything like this, and it was amazing. It was great to see it. Um, but uh, can I just say that Alex Mendez was playing in that game, and and my God, she is well able to play. You know, um, you were just speaking about Eileen, how how we might be surprised by her, and I, I can tell you straight up that she was she. Jesus Christ Almighty! She's just like yeah, well, so look, strong. <laughs> my understanding was that so when when Je- my understanding was when Jesse joined. Alex came in more or less on trial and it was just a case of I should look come down training and we'll we'll see how you get on and she put herself in a position where it was impossible for them not to sign her you know and I wouldn't be surprised if she's gone from a position of I should come in on trial and we'll see if we can fit you into the squad where she may well start away to Shelburne on Saturday you know that her pre-season has been that good that she has given them no other choice 
but we'd have to wait. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think she's so fast as well that that's that's a big thing. If if you, if you go with three at the back, she's a very good um, outlet as a wing back there. Like, and she offers something going forward as well. And they're both better footballers than their their mother anyway. So I can say that happily enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose they they got taught from everywhere somewhere. Um, the 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 club actually have have Alex listed as a midfielder. Um, would she not be more of a right back? Yeah, I like I, I'd say she's for, like I've seen her at underage level playing playing full back, and I've seen her playing in midfield. So I, I would expect to maybe see her wide, as I said, kind of almost as a wing back there if, if they go three five two. But yeah, no, she's versatile enough, and look, that's another big plus for her. But I'm the same thinking of Decky. I think she kind of came in on trial and. She's by what we're hearing, she's more than proved herself. So I would be expecting to probably see her start as well at the weekend. Um, Anna Costello was the final, um, I think she's the final signing from the club. What do we know about Anna? Anybody? I thought Decky were more in the know than I am. I know yeah. nothing anyway. I think so. she's in UCC, is she? I, 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 that's literally, I thought you had said you knew a little bit about her. I, I don't know much about her, to be honest. Um, I think she's just maybe into, until the summer for now, but. I, I don't know a whole pile about her. Yeah, look, I was told a while back that there was a second American coming in. That's obviously Anna, and that um, she was going to be going to be a defender. Um, but there was she's coming back from injury, and it was, it was going to be maybe limited game time. And she was only here until the summer. So they have. I think they. Ha- My understanding is they have to manage her um, because she is coming back from injury. So her minutes have to be managed, etc. You know. I hope I'm right. And um, you've got the likes of Eddie O'Brien as well, who I suppose would get more. Chloe Atkinson has been kind of signed for the, the first team squad. And, and a lot of the academy players did play um, kind of first team football last year as well. Fianna is her name. <laughs> Are you sure? Because she, I met her at the season launch and I said, what is your name? And her name is Fianna. Okay. Just to let you know. It's good to know. Fianna Bradley. Just to let you know. Right. Um, okay, so that's our ins and outs. So outs, Becky Casson, Orla DC, and Natalie O'Brien. And ins for Jesse Mendez, Alex Mendez, Faye Hearn, Erica Manfrey, and Anna Costello. Okay, Eileen, in terms of what, which, you know, what, what was that done to the squad? Um, it, it certainly strengthened it. Um, look, I know Decky obviously has spoke to someone who said um, Erica Manfrey should be bringing goals to the team and that is going to be something we need because Becky Casson did did bring a lot of goals and like she was probably one of our top scorers in the last couple of seasons. So I think it would have, it's, that's probably my main concern going into the season, where the goal is going to come from. Um, look, hopefully that question will be answered very early in the season and it won't have to be a worry. But I think it, it, it's... It, solidifies us a bit defensively and um, the two Mendes girls and um, um, Anna Costello apologies um, so I, I do think it strengthens us and it gives us a little bit more depth and I think with who we've had come up from the academy some of them had got a lot of time last year but you add Neil Cotter into that as well um, and again she's going to I think she's going to see a good bit of game time as well she's has come up from the under 17s and um, so like I, I, it's for me on paper. It's definitely a stronger squad than last year, um, and they seem almost more together and a lot more confident, um, going into the season that than I've seen in the past. So it'll be interesting to see because we started seeing an awful lot of positives toward the end of last season, and like Danny and his team now have had a, a full preseason as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, we, we spoke about, you know, a lot of the, some of the academy players getting some game time last year, um, which which should stand to them this year. The likes of, you know, Irish international Heidi Mackin will, will, will probably get some, you know, game time. She had game time last year. Uh, Chloe Atkinson, Niamh Cotter, uh, and of course, Fianna and uh, Ellie O'Brien uh, all getting some game time last year. That's going to stand to them this year, Declan, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... I saw them in the preseason game against Shamrock Rovers. Ellie O'Brien was magnificent that day. Um, like really, really good. And it's probably unfair to, because it was a very good performance. It might be unfair to pick one or two out, but um, Ellie was exceptional. I, I mean, I think Ellie is first choice midfielder now at this stage, you know. Um, so we're still going to have young players. There's going to be a solid mix of youth and experience in there. And I think, it's fair to say that Danny and James have already proved themselves as a coaching ticket, to use the American wording, you know. So ticket, yeah, coaching ticket. So coaching look, I mean, tickets. I I think it's I think it's a season to look forward to, and just there's lots of lots of positives in there, you know. And and yes, the young players are are something to look forward to seeing, and um. I'm being very careful with my words now because the two of you are absolute. <sighs> mm-hmm. Look, I just look forward to seeing the whole squad play this season. I'll leave it at that. Okay. And the pre-season, they, drew, they lost 3-2 against Wexford. Uh, they drew one all against Shamrock. Shamrock. Uh, they lost. They won four one against UCC women, and they lost three two nil against Treaty. I mean, um, some good results there uh, in preseason. Are yeah, you excited about them. Yeah, look, I don't have to really read too much into preseason results. Decky went to see a couple of the games, so it's probably a better position to talk to me. But I said I wouldn't read too much into results. I spoke to Danny all right last week, and he was happy with the level of performance. And look, that's what preseason's about, and getting game time and getting players accustomed to each other and stuff like that. So I said I wouldn't read too much into into those results, although obviously there's some good results there along with the bad ones. So, um, yeah, I said I wouldn't be reading too much into them. It's just about game time and match fitness. You, you did talk about the results on the men's pod, Declan. There's nothing else you want to add. Um, the last couple of weeks you've been speaking with the women's. I know. Look, yeah, I guess I just want to say, you know, I was, I was at the Shamrock Rovers game and, like... It was a pleasure to be there and, and just to see that Shamrock Rovers team leading the women's national lead out of its shackles the way they're doing so, you know, and just to be in the presence of greatness and that it was it was magnificent. And like there was actually two there was two ladies there that were both in their late nineties, Maeve and Agnes. They got their carers to bring them over from the old folks home in Churchtown. And they just said, you know, I was talking to them, they said they felt they had to be there because they just admired the sacrifice of these women so much to to f- push forward the women's game in this country, and it was it was it was it was to bring a tear to your eye to just say that I was at that game. You know what I mean? There was just women everywhere lining the streets of Charleville to welcome the bus in. You know, and just just to give thanks to those that that Shamrock Rovers for doing what they're doing. You know and. I guess the most amazing thing was Maeve and Agnes ended up having a conversation about the three women in Irish history who have done most for for forwarding the rights of women in this country, you know. And I mean, it was 
it was fascinating to listen to because both of them straight away agreed that number one would have been Countess Markovitz, you know? And it was, it was like, I mean, there was a big discussion then about who would be second, you know? One of them wanted Mary Robinson, but I think she just benefited from the condom trains, to be honest with you, you know? So eventually... Eventually... <laughs> sorry. Eventually... Eventually they settled... Um, after a long discussion, I mean, the suffragettes obviously got a mention, um, as did other people. And they settled on Maud Gone as a bit of, you know, one from <laughs> left field uh, <laughs> as number two. But I guess the big surprise was on who they were. I thought, I thought after getting so close to the number two spot that Mary Robinson was a shoo-in for the three spot, you know. But um, that wasn't that wasn't the way it went, you know. Who is number three, Decky? Who is it? Abby Larkin. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that was our top trick. <laughs> like, I've never seen you go on about something other than this. Is that a serious like, story? Is that real? Countess Larkin. Is that fucking real? And your mother says, is that a serious story? <laughs> I was really, I was in the store. I was like, what's right, okay. right. Oh, God. Um, as you can hear, Declan, Declan is, uh, he's fully against that Shamrock Rovers. He's going to, if, if there's any Shamrock Rovers players assassinated Declan, like you are going to be like, you're going to be the suspect number one. You know that, like. I don't care. They do a great breakfast. That's all I know. Um, right. Um, okay, so this year, uh, this weekend is uh, Shelburne. Shelburne, Shelburne, Shelburne. First game of the season, 3rd of March uh, in Tolka. Uh, so just in terms of Shelburne's losses to the team, um, Abby Larkin, who was um, up there with Countess Markovic and Maud Glenn, uh, Leo O'Leary, Amanda Budden, Jess Gargan, Shauna Fox and Aoife Kelly, all gone to Shamrock Rovers. Uh, Eileen, have they lost the best keeper in Ireland? For me, yes. Um, I look. I think Amanda is, but um, Courtney McGuire that they've brought in is she's a very, very capable goalkeeper as well, and so I, I wouldn't be too worried about them. Um, but yeah, look, <coughs> they got fairly, absolutely raided there on one one day by Shamrock Rovers. Look, as of P Mount, but I think Shelburne in turn went maybe to DLR and took three or four of their players and. Nadine Care, Sophie Waters and Kerry Littman. Yeah, and look, some one of them came from Bowes as well. But look, that's the nature of it, football. And I think there was a lot of bad feeling in Shelburne about how those kind of transfers came about. And um, maybe that girls had committed previously. And look, we saw an awful lot of that um, for a couple of weeks there. League of Ireland players being announced for one club and then two weeks later being announced elsewhere. It was great crack though, wasn't it? It was great crack. And like we were out of it all. So it was even more entertaining, I think, for us. And look, brought an awful lot of extra eyes to the league because it was just so manic. But yeah, and like I think probably Shelburne's biggest player in for me would be Siobhan. Colleen is back. Um, Siobhan would have played for them a couple of seasons back. And um, she had left she'd stopped playing football to go play Gaelic she's a Dublin senior footballer as well the last so she's back and um maybe with a world cup in mind I, I'm not sure um but so they've got in three they've got three I think it's America it's a Maggie Pierce Ravimko Muchera Chera and Kayla Hamrick yeah and and Siobhan Colleen then as well so like they the, they've that, got Jenna Ye Robertson 
Christy Gray. Yeah, I was going to say they brought in four or five Americans, I think, um, on, on deadline day. The Canadians, and, actually, and Americans. Yeah, and like Treaty brought in a lot of Canadians as well. There's obviously a bit of an influx to the league. I think that comes down to a few different reasons. But as with us, and I suppose like the two girls we've brought in from America, we don't know much about them. And um, I know I watched Shelburne at the weekend against Athlone in, in the President's Cup and that girl Maggie Pierce started um, at full back and she, she looked really, really good. Um, but yeah, no, I think Siobhan Killeen is a big addition for them. And look, Shelburne aren't going to be... Can I say, we only have one American. Where's Anna Costello from? She, she's Irish as far as <laughs> from what I've read. <laughs> Whoops. They definitely had, had a thing up on social media today with two of them in America. No, they flag. had it up two Americans. Yeah, they had two Americans. Yeah. Anna Costello and Erica Manfrey. They had a photograph. And they had a That's little American time. flag emoji. Um, yeah, I saw that. But like every single website that I've done, I've done research on everything. And I haven't come across anything to do with Anna Costello and been American at all. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. Yeah, our new recruits are here from the US. Was she over in the US and maybe, came yeah. back? Maybe. Yeah, okay. No, she stays with a little American flag off on, under her here as well. Does she? On the announcement, yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, we're after calling her American name. Look, there's, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think Shelburne are going to be too far off it again this season. Um, I know they lost on penalties at the weekend, but look, it's a great, it's, it's a great game for us to start the season because nobody expects anything of us, um, apart from us ourselves going up. And I, I don't see any reason why we can't get a result up in Talca Park. We were really, really unlucky last year, and I was in Shelburne in the middle of of a title push. Um, we were really, really unlucky and a little bit hard done by, um, in relation to a red card I felt on the day. So. You still look confused about Anna Costello not being American. Yeah, I'm still just checking. I'm just going. Um, so, yeah, look, it's said first game of the season. Shells obviously have had that President's Cup on, on, under them now. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I'm just looking forward to, to Talca Park now at the weekend. Noel King is, is uh, he's, he's, he's there. How, Declan, how... Why are you asking how me much, about Noel King? Why are you No, but how much, do you, how, much, how much do you think the whole Shamrock Rovers thing has pissed off? Noel King and all the Shelburne posse. It's pissed off Shelburne, obviously. It's probably pissed off Piemont. It's it's pissed off the whole league. And it's not because Shamrock Rovers have come into the league. And to be fair, Shamrock Rovers didn't even write the headlines that were, you know, attributed to Shamrock Rovers. That was newspapers and whatnot. But people look at the headlines and when it talks about, you know, setting the standards and you know, up in the game and we're upping it this way and we're doing this. Look, that's great. And Shamrock Rovers are a welcome addition to the league. But my the question I will ask, and I will ask for a long time, is how sustainable is the model that has been put in place with the click of a finger? 90% of clubs did not want it this year. They wanted a year to prepare and to do this next year. And it looks like, I'm saying looks like, in my opinion, all those things, it looks like the league bent over to facilitate one club and one club who weren't even a league member last year, you know, and they've introduced this professional contract, semi-professional contract, 
that players earn money. I'm all for players earning money. Players deserve to earn money. This is not anti-player in any way, shape or form. Players deserve it. But they deserve to earn it for the next 10, 20 years. And for that to happen, there has to be a sustainable plan in place. And I cannot see the sustainability around what has happened. I just can't see it because there's no central funding there's no, you know, there's nothing from the government. There's nothing from the FAI. There's nothing from the Women's National League. It's just you go out, clubs, you look after it, sort it out, pay the wages. And as it becomes more popular, you know, more clubs are, are paying money, undoubtedly. So players who aren't earning money next year are obviously going to say, well, look, they're paying and they're paying. And I think Cork City and Treaty might be, maybe Galway, the new Galway United, maybe the only three clubs who aren't paying any kind of money, you know, in any way, shape or form. And that's going to have to change, but it puts pressure on clubs. As I said, I just can't see the sustainability for the next 5, 10, 20 years. And I think it would have been much better to wait a year, get everything in place, get the clubs happy, rather than just having one club happy. And they just kind of unleashed hell. And then, Obviously, Shelburne got raided. That was always going to happen. Piedmont got raided. That was always going to happen. And I have no issue with any of those Shamrock Rovers players. There's money there to be earned. Those players deserve to earn that money. I have no issue with it whatsoever. Those players have given lots of service to the Women's National League. But it's just some of the rhetoric and some of the talk and everything else is, I think, disrespectful to the players who have played the last 10, 12, 5 years in the Women's National League and who have done far, far more to bring the league forward than Shamrock Rovers, who obviously pissed off out of the league a couple of years ago, not giving a shit, suddenly returning as the saviours of women's football in the Republic of Ireland. What a load of bollocks, you know? Let's be fair about it. In my opinion, it's a load of bollocks. The, the ones who have pushed the game forward in this country far more than Shamrock Rovers are your... You know, we talk about Nat O'Brien. Nat O'Brien has given, you know, what Nat's done, what Kira Mack has done, what DB has done over the last year, what Kylie Murphy's done in Wexford. Like, the league is full of players who have done far more to push the league forward over the last number of years than Shamrock Rovers have done. Yet we're told, oh, here's Shamrock Rovers to save the league while putting on great breakfasts and doing whatever else it is they're doing, you know? I mean, like, you know, just, yeah. I've no problem with the project, no problem. But it's twelve. I think it's twelve months too early, and I think the big problem is the Women's National League bent over backwards to facilitate a club who were not a member of the league last year. That's the way I see it. I've no doubt a hundred people will tell me I'm wrong and I'm bitter and I'm all those things. Probably writing both counts, but sure, I don't care. I get to say it. Let the I cards am really fall looking forward to the second of September. Can I just say that? I'm really looking forward to that. That's when we play them at home, Declan. You know that. I was just going to say, we played Rovers at home. I want to stand next to you. I can't wait. Okay. Um, anything else you want to pick up on the game here? Um, we Actually, we caught up with Ellie O'Brien to find out what she thinks is going to be the score and what's going to happen on Saturday. Here's what Ellie thinks. We're going to smash them. Does any, Ellie's confident. Does anyone else want to talk about anything about the game Saturday before we get predictions? I think I just think it's a good it's a great opening game because as Eileen said nobody expects us to do anything except themselves and I'd be pretty sure Danny and James expect them to put on a performance and get a result and it would be a good marker to put down to the rest of the league if they could go to Talca and get something on Saturday you know Prediction Eileen 3 
to City. Oh, my Jesus Christ, Eileen, you're on drugs, girl. Um, no, no, you're not. It's good, it's good to hear you confident. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Declan, com- um, are you confident? Give us, give us a prediction. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I'm going with a 2-1 win for Cork City. 2-1 win. Do you know, and do you know why? Do you know why? Because that little 15-minute cameo I spent with the girls, I reckon I've taught them a bit more. You know, I think... They took, I think they that took 15 so minutes, much from it. Yeah. I think that 15 minutes down the ring, man, teaching them how to pass the ball a little quicker, you know, how to, how to take a shot. Yeah, I, I think it's going to work. Um, I think it's going to work. We, very quickly... Where do you think the expectations are this this year, Eileen? So we finished second last last year. Where do you think, realistically, the lads are eyeing as a, as a as a, a league position finish? I think realistically, Danny and James probably would be thinking sixth, fifth, sixth. That's what I actually think my own self. Um, that's where I'd be hoping. I think you're going to see, like, obviously with that title race last year, Shamrock Rovers obviously aren't going to be far off either. So look, it's up to us then to kind of match and pick up the results against the teams around us, and that's kind of I said where we faltered last year. And I so think the Sligo's, the Bows, the you know the UCD, the Galways, yeah, yeah, Galway. So like I like I do think. Do you think we're going to be like you're going to have Shelburne, um, Shamrock Rovers, Wexford, Athlone, and then so you Piedmont. I mean, yeah, Piedmont, I mean, there's yeah. the top five teams there. We're going to be in and you're thinking underneath that. Yeah, I think between the next couple, there's not going to be an awful lot to give. And look, even Treaty last year, like I know we're on the end of some awful results, as were we. So I'm, I'm not saying that's not the case, but they've really strengthened as well this season. And they're after being in a former Irish international. So like, it's just going to be a really competitive league again. And you've only two rounds of fixtures this season as well because of the World Cup and you have a shield coming into it or the shield coming back. And it's been gone since COVID. So look, it's an extra trophy as well there. So um yeah, I, I think you probably have a clear enough top five, but as I said, with only two rounds of fixtures and we've seen last season, like every team can be upset on their day um, and every team can cause an upset on their day. There's no reason we can't even break into that. Um, it's about getting a, a, a good positive start, I think. Uh, and Declan? Yeah. I, I, you in agreement? I was, yeah, I think best of the rest is what they would aim for. Best of the think, rest? I do think there's a possibility that maybe you could break into that top if if things fell your way and one of those teams had a had a poor season. You could. I mean, the thing here is, I we're so well coached. It's still, you know, we lost a few players and we've only brought in what is it, five players. So it's still fundamentally the squad that was there last year. But you could see the improvement in that squad as as Danny and James got their ideas across and as Eileen said they've had a full pre-season now so like I do believe we will be much better this year and I do believe that it will be worth going out to games to see the team play and I I, I hope people do you know but yeah definitely definitely best of the rest would be the worst that you I would think would would be Mm. well look I mean that that 15 minutes I spent training with them I I, I, I can you know they, they they will have taken great confidence from what I can they will. They will. show them yeah. and I mean and spoke to them about they, they've spoke you know, I'm, I'm yeah I'm sure I'm sure they have spoken about it yeah they've asked know, Danny so. when is Damien coming down to training again you know um, <laughs> things like that you know so yeah look yeah you certainly listen, made an impression I, I, you certainly made an I, impression. I like I I'm a motivational speaker like you know just by just by you know to listen anyway 
Joyce, that's it. Uh, this Saturday, it will be Cork City versus Shelburne up in Talca Park um, before our first home league game. Um, and if you're heading to Talca? No, I can't, unfortunately. I was hoping to, but no. Yeah, always the same excuses, Eileen, really, isn't it, Richard? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Declan, you won't be out, will you? No? No, I can't no. this weekend, but I will go to the Galway game the following weekend, definitely. You know, you know, okay. Um, right, that's it. Um, Eileen, so lovely to see your lovely face again. You too. What a dark Declan, few months De- it was for me. Declan, so lovely to see your not so lovely face again. Oh, sure, look, I mean, I'm sick of looking at each other now at this stage. It's now 20 past 10. Um, yeah, I need to go away. I'm sick to death of a podcast now. Mirrors in seven o'clock. Thank you very much. Adios, amiga. Adios. Amigo. Adios. The other three amigos podcast of Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.